Rogue One, we see the destructive power of Vader at his maximum for the first time in movie history. The way he struck fear into the Rebels was perfectly articulated as if he were a menacing, overpowered monster hunting his prey in the narrow corridors of the bridge hall. Vader, at this point, is the earliest we get to see him after having been Anakin Skywalker, and it's as if his moves almost mimic those of Anakin's, which was very interesting to see, as he blocked the blaster bolts and moved through the hall like a machine. With all the buzz and talk about how deathly powerful he was in this scene, it makes one wonder why he hasn't been showcased as so godlike in any other films. The reason for this is very simple, and I'm going to explain why. Vader was weaker in this film than any other of the films that we've seen. All the times we saw Vader in the original trilogy was when he was fighting his son, or old Ben. His fight with Obi-Wan can't be taken into account. This was the man that literally turned his life into this agony and depression and he has spent the last 20 years searching for him with no luck. Their fight was super slow and cautious. Neither one knew how powerful the other had become, and for this reason, they were very hesitant. Had Obi-Wan not allowed himself to be killed, I'm sure the fight would have progressed into probably the most epic duel, if it were filmed today, of course. However, that said, his bouts with Luke were completely hindered all by his own doing. He was never trying to defeat Luke or kill him. The only time he actually uses his full power against him is when his rage gets the better of him, and Luke learned a very valuable lesson when he lost his hand. The entire time he was just trying to get his son to turn to the dark side and overthrow the Emperor which is a common theme with him since day one of his turn. He never liked Palpatine, only what he could learn from him, until he had no one left. Then he was all that he had. I am more powerful than the Chancellor. I, I can overthrow him. If we look to Rebels for some idea of Vader's power, we can refer back to when Kanan drops an ATST on Vader. And as they run away thinking how it might be over, we see Vader lifted over his body with one hand. Vader is extremely overpowered, and in my biased opinion, of course, I think he's the most powerful villain of all time, simply for this reason. He shares something I like to think of as the rage ability. It's similar to the Hulk, with his anger. He just gets stronger and stronger. The more pain and suffering he feels, the more powerful he becomes. That's the way of the Sith, and that's why they're able to do things most Jedi can't. They're uninhibited by their free thoughts and emotions which fuel them entirely. I can try to relate this power to the mythological creature, the Hydra. It was a nine-headed serpentine creature that, when you cut its head off, it grew two more in the same place. Vader is similar in the sense of his rage. He's powerful just as the Hydra is, but if you cause it pain or anger, it will come back with a vengeance and this time, twice as powerful. So as time progressed in Vader's lineage, he only learned more, as we can see in the canon comics. Like when he returned to Tatooine and just completely slaughtered an entire tribe of sand people for fun. He's ruthless and has always been. Vader lives on Mustafar. He literally can see the spot that Obi-Wan cut his limbs off and left him to burn from one of his castle's windows. Every day he is there, he is reminded of how he lost Padme, killed the younglings, which has been noted to be a gigantic anchor to pull Anakin to the dark side even faster. His constant brooding in his own self-hatred makes him infinitely powerful each day that passes by. This is Anakin we're talking about. The Trozen One, who callously obliterated, murdered, maimed, and betrayed all the Jedi at the temple. 
The suit only exemplifies the temper and rage that we got to see a little glimpse of in Rogue One. Otherwise, I guarantee, if Vader were to fight wholeheartedly with purpose and vengeance in the original trilogy, then we would have seen him at an even higher power. You may be asking, well, why did Luke beat Vader in Episode 6? He actually never did. Vader was toying with him the entire time, taunting him, talking about how he's going to turn Leia to the dark side. He was prodding Luke just like how Dooku prodded Anakin in Episode 3. He let his defenses down and was ordered by Palpatine to test the boy. Just in this scene, Vader lost his hand, whereas Dooku lost his head. Do it. The recurring themes in Star Wars can't be missed if you just watch them a couple of times and nerd out with the analysis. But that's why I'm here. I think with the future, Vader will only appear to become more and more powerful. However, the power was always there. It was just laying dormant, ready to be uncaged. I'm sure we will see more of Vader in upcoming films, as Disney has announced another 15 years of Star Wars and the possible creation of another Star Wars trilogy after Episode 9. So there will be plenty more Vader to come, I can promise you that. If you're more interested in Vader, check out my playlist with over 40 videos filled with Vader that I'm sure you'll enjoy. Stay tuned for the Darth Vader comic coming out in June, which takes place literally where we last saw him in Revenge of the Sith which will also finally reveal how he got his lightsaber in canon. And yeah, you can expect a ton of videos coming about those. Thank you for watching, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends. Throw me a like if you enjoyed the analysis, and I'll see you all in tomorrow's episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.